The Diary of Brood Meslo. We spent a while in the cave, with Simon and Rook diving into the lake to make sure there weren't any more threats. I tried to talk about my mama's friend song, but the team was ready to go. We got back to Naru's camp where Ren had been keeping watch and settled in for a rest after asking Ren about any new information. They told us about deer, but we really had no idea what they were talking about. It's like Rook, right? But instead of a human body, imagine a head like yours, but with a longer face, you know? That seems very strange. This is a fun exercise. How do you explain deer to someone who's never seen a deer before? <laughs> You're not wrong. Corball and Dot took first watch. Then Ren and I took our turn. I finally realized that I might have a whole new life up here with amazing friends. At the end of our turn at watch, we woke up Simon and Rook. Only to be shouted awake shortly after, Rook running into camp with an unconscious Simon. I dash him away with my hammer. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to grab Simon. I'm going to use my uh, action to dash. So I'm going to move 80 feet away. Okay. So as you dash, you're going to basically run into the team as they're coming towards you. The deer finally showed up, all horns, teeth, and tongue, ready to tear us apart. Rook took one out violently while i revived simon who seemed confused corball almost shot simon but that's not what friends do so he changed his mind brood hastily closes his journal as we are still currently in the middle of a fight with these disgusting deer creatures the mer deer here in the woods i love that i picture him just like writing as we're fighting like hold on hold on yeah, legitimately, he's like <laughs> sitting on the ground next to an unconscious Simon writing in his journal. <laughs> right, totally. <laughs> Let me just take a beat here. <laughs> it seems like something more a bard would do. I feel like Ren should be doing it because it's really a bard's task. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it is Ren's turn. Ren, Corball just took a shot at w one of the remaining deer. Okay. Missed, but it is now your turn. How far am I from Rook? About 40 feet. You know, 30 feet as the crow flies. Well, Ren flies, so. And Rook, how are you looking health-wise? Uh, I'm fit as a fiddle. Rook, uh, I'm coming for you. And Ren is going to fly right at Rook and just tap him on the butt. <laughs> um, I know that's not the greatest idea, but tap him on the butt and I'm going to cast Heroism on every turn, Rook, you get four temporary hit points that regenerate at the start of your turn. Nice. Then I am going to stay put there, and I'm going to uh, yell out to Brood and say, Brood, I believe you can hit a thing with a stick. Go for it. Get him! Get him! Get him! Go! <laughs> I am going to give you Bardic Inspiration. 1d6. Oh, thank you. So, Brood hears Ren's cheers, and he's like, well, Rook doesn't want me using magic, so I, I guess my only chance is to hit somebody with this box on a stick. And so he's going to run over to the deer that's near Rook. And... 
take a swing. He picks up this ridiculously extra heavy hammer now. That's not a great roll. Don't forget your bardic inspiration, unless it won't help at all. <laughs> so, uh, It would have if I rolled a little higher. So drags his big heavy hammer over towards this deer and tries to take a swing at it, but just hits dirt, just poof into the ground. Ren yells out, you'll, you'll get him next time. <laughs> Looks a little sheepish. Uh, ah, Murdeer, nice to meet you. Wasn't trying to hit you, I swear. Bird, get behind me. <laughs> Simon, you're up. Rook, you're on deck. Is the Murdeer closest to Rook just prone or is he dead? His whole head has been knocked backwards off of his neck. But the Murdeer that is just slightly further away from Rook is still alive. It is still alive, yes. As I spent my last turn crawling towards the Murdeer, I since then will have gathered enough wherewithal to realize it's more advantageous to stand up. <laughs> good plan, good plan. In a rage bull rush this deer and jump glide from where Rook is standing and just barrel into it and try and bite it in the neck again. So that's a seven. <laughs> it seems like maybe you're getting up, maybe wore you out a little bit more than you thought it would and you are not quite able to land that bite. That's my turn. Rook, you are up. Thanks for the assist, Ren, and he is going to charge forward. You better. And wail on that dude. <laughs> oh, and I'm going to take four temp hit points. Yes, you will. Don't forget, every turn. Uh, I smash him with my hammer <laughs> for a natural one. Oh, no. Oh, God. Am I going to kill Simon? <laughs> You're real close. Roll me, roll me a D4. One and two, you just miss. Three and four, you hit Simon. Okay, a D4. <laughs> One. Okay, you just miss. <laughs> <gasps> so I just bring hammer like straight down but i like miss a step with my hood and then like swing wide it goes right over simon's head and just into the ground this deer is so confused there's hammers flying everywhere and things trying to bite it and it's just standing there like what <laughs> dot you are up okay now there's a deer right in front of corball correct there is corball do you want me to hit that guy right in front of you Oh, yeah, yes, please. <laughs> As he responds, I would fire a bolt right into the thing. Uh, 13 to hit. That just hits. That is nine force and two bludgeoning damage. Hey, it, it hit him, and I would back up just a little bit. <laughs> Maybe five or, five or ten feet. Now, now it's going to be your turn. <laughs> we'll start with the one in front of Corball. It is going to try to bite you, Corball. Remind me, do you have your shield up? Yeah, you would. Okay, so yeah. That was a 22 to hit. Uh, that would still hit. Okay. Corball has this magic shield on, but it manages to wrap its giant jaw flaps around and break through. Five piercing damage to you. Ooh. Okay. 
the other one that's over by the other three of us, I think Rook's the biggest threat. So he's going to try to bite Rook. He quite literally is the biggest threat. <laughs> quite literally the biggest. Mouth open wide. That's a nat 20. Bring Ooh. it on. Don't forget those temp hit points. Yep. That's 12 piercing damage from the deer. Are you in a rage? I am in a rage, so I only take six. This deer opens its disgusting screaming maw and clamps down on Rook. Brood is horrified. Rook, I think I need to use my magic, buddy. I'm not good with swinging this hammer on a stick and you about to get eaten. What if we get killed by all the gods? Wouldn't that be worse? <laughs> and in the background, you hear, we're calling it crafting. <laughs> we're, we're gonna get killed by deer if we don't but i'm i'm fine and blood like splurts out of his like <laughs> ah, shoulder i'm fine i swear that's really really gross corball you are up yeah after uh, getting a nice bite taken out of me i don't really like that so i just think for a second the tattoos start to light up and glow and i do kind of like the hadouken move um, but it's so close, it'll just blast it in the chest for a 19 to hit. Ooh, that'll hit. And that is 17 points of fire damage. Ooh, make it epic. It just disintegrates. I'm kind of laying underneath it. It's like a of ash and fire going up into the sky. Ooh, that was a hot hit. And I just say, uh, they're very, stay away. They're very dangerous. I am not looking good. <laughs> and that's my turn. Ren, you are up. So there's one Murdeer next to Roof there. Where are the other Murdeer relative? They are Murdeered. <laughs> Murdeered. They are dead. Oh, that's the last one. <laughs> it's the last one. And it has not been hit yet. So. Great. So Ren is just going to yell out, Hey! Murdeer! You're the last one left! You ain't gonna get us! And cast Vicious Mockery. <laughs> okay. It's a whiz save, yeah? Yeah, wisdom save. That is a negative one. So, fails. They have disadvantage on their neck next attack roll. And oh, they good. take one point of psychic damage. And Ren is going to fly upward about 15 feet. The murderer seems confused and like it's got its little feelings hurt. That is my turn. Okay. Brood is up next, followed by Simon. Okay, Rook, I'll try to hit it with my hammer again. It feels rather stupid, but I'll try. Your face is rather stupid. <laughs> Ow. Sorry, I'm under a lot of pressure. I'm like holding the jaws open so they don't eat me. <laughs> I'll show you, stupid! And he swings his hammer and it knocks the deer upside the head and cracks one of the horns pretty solidly with all the metal that Rook has added to the outside of the box. And there's a, a whimper from the deer and Rook's like, oh, that was really good. I'm so proud of you. Oh. I hit it with the stupid box on the stick. It would have been better without the box. <laughs> Hey, I, I don't know. This metal might have done extra damage. Simon, you're up, followed by Rook. While I'm standing there, having not been very effective, my eyes just go wild 
and my <laughs> mouth is all twitchy and I'm standing there and I squint my eyes a little bit as blood starts trickling out of my tear ducts and rolling down my face and down into my mouth and collecting on my two fangs and they start building up the same way that my blood blade usually does in my hand I now have these two massive things that are like hooked out and down and almost come down to my chest in length it's like when a snake unhinges its jaw and sticks its fangs like all the way out and I just (laughs) and I attack the back conches of the murder with brood on the other side do I get flanking you do get you some rump roast (laughs) 21 hey that'll hit the two giant massive things just sink down into it for uh, nine points of damage and I just rip my head to the side not directly back out trying to do as much damage as I can as as I pull back out of Murder. <laughs> Root on the other side of the Murder totally gets sprayed with Murder blood as you're s- sloppily eating the back of this deer and his shock face with blood all over. <laughs> it's like, oh no, <laughs> y'all. Yeah. There's something all sorts of wrong with Simon. Rook, you're up next. As the Murder gets sawed into by these giant fangs, it screams and opens its mouth and lets Rook out of its bite. Rook, your move. Uh, I swing away for an 18 to hit this time. That'll do it. Very nice. For eight bludgeoning damage. We have now effectively knocked both horns off of this Murdeer's head. It is looking ragged. It's barely able to draw breath at this point. Rook, do you have anything else to do on your turn? That's what you get for attacking (laughs) my herd. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Dot, you are up. Is there any way that I can see and shoot at this thing? How far away can you shoot your uh, forever? 120 feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's lots of people around it. There's a chance you hit Rook, but I would take that chance. <laughs> and he has temporary hit points. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just revamped your temporary hit points. All right. Corporal, that is exactly what I was talking about. You just blew that guy up. Like, I'm going to blow up this other guy. And then I shoot the bolt at the other guy. 11 to hit. That does not hit. Ah, he's too far away. (laughs) That really was cool, though. Whatever you just did to that one. Yeah, thank you. I'll I'll come a little closer to Corp. The deer go next, and then Corball, you're up. We're going to spread the love a bit. This one's going to try to bite Brood because he got smacked in the side of the head with a hammer. Ooh, and he misses. Thank goodness for Investigator Shield. He holds it up just as the deer mouth kind of closes around all the edges as it's trying to bite him. And he's like, oh, y'all, this seems unfair. Everybody else gets to use magic and I got to use a shield and a stick. Just saying. That's all I have. Jeez. Yeah, but you're big and scary. You're small and fierce. (laughs) <laughs> Corball, your move. How far away is the murder from me? Like 36 feet. Perfect. Dot, I don't know if I can do that again, but I have a crossbow, and I just shoot at it with the crossbow. 
Nine to hit, so that misses, doesn't it? That does miss. Maybe I should have stuck with the magic. <laughs> this deer. Yeah, crafting always seems better. <laughs> Ren, last deer swaying on its hooves, not looking good. What do you want to do? I yell at it again, and I say, <laughs> Mister, you're going down. <laughs> and cast Vicious Mockery. Make a wisdom saving throw. That's a seven. Three psychic damage. <laughs> Odd as this may sound, make your vicious mockery kill epic, Ren. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how you emotionally destroy this murder. <laughs> I almost see inside this deer's mind in its worst fears its insecurities and i just harness all of that and just rip it apart piece by piece yelling insult after insult of <laughs> what i see it is and all of its little flaws this poor deer who has not been able to be hit very often suddenly just crumples in on itself and falls with its gross flower mouth wide open onto the ground in front of the three still standing around it. And we are officially out of combat. I just collapse on the ground. Oh no! Ren just flies to a tree and just like hovers at the base of a tree, just kind of away, just looking sad almost. Brood is noticing that Corball looks in poor shape, and since he can't use his magic for nothing else, he runs over and he's got his his hands ready and he's like, Corball, you need help. Yeah, yeah. That deer really messed me up. Oh no. Hey, hold hold on, just one second. And he rubs his hands together like he did with Simon when he was unconscious. And he says, clear, as he puts his hand on your chest to cast Cure Wounds on you. Uh, nine HP back to you. Oh, that's a little overkill, but I appreciate it. <laughs> that's like all that we have. <laughs> overkill with healing ain't a thing. You can't be too healthy, Corball. I feel perfect. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what the murder just happened up in here? Please tell me that I'm not the only one who's thinking that we are going to eat these, right? Oh, yes. Everybody else agrees <laughs> this is dinner. Absolutely. I make the magic fire grow a little bit bigger. Root drags them to the fire pit. <laughs> Maybe this time I could get some help because I'm not the best at, at getting food out of things. I could try, but I'm going to check on Simon first. I'll, I'll help you. Well, how did the murderer get here in the first place? Who was keeping watch? I don't remember who even woke me up. It was Rook and Simon. Ren woke me up screaming like a banshee. Yeah, yeah, Ren. Where, where did Ren go? And I look around and see if I can see Ren. Okay, we can't all scatter to the wind like this. We're all going to get eaten by awful things out here if we keep spreading out. I am in camp by the fire. But where else do you want me to be? <laughs> not, <laughs> not you, Corval. Just... <laughs> You just you just rest. You looked haggard. Simon, are you okay? Uh, I 
Second time you've saved my life. Everything is a blur. I I'm afraid to go back to camp. I've, I've caused so much danger to the group. I, I'm afraid to face it. What if they decide to kick me out of the group? Oh, you're part of the herd. I'm sure we can get through this. We told the sage we'd protect you. You guys didn't know that it would be like this, though. You didn't nobody signed up for this. What am I going to do? Hmm. Well, maybe take a few deep breaths first, and then we'll go from there. I can't even do that. I don't breathe. Oh, this is really outside my expertise as a blacksmith. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel, too. Yeah. You're a blacksmith? My expertise doesn't even reach that <laughs> far, my friend. Oh, okay. Oh, no, you like music. I have heard a rhythmic pounding from the blacksmith shops, though, that I can certainly appreciate. Oh, it would be hard to drone on in that repetitive work without a little music. Maybe you could go into camp first and, and tell them that I'm sorry. I, I promise to just stay right here until you come back and get me. Okay, I can do that. So Rook walks like the 15 feet over to camp. And I immediately just run away. Murder, <laughs> <laughs> where are Staying you? right here. I have no I reaction because I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to die tonight. Guys... Simon feels really bad, and he says that he's sorry. What did he do? Naru is is not really functional. This here team seems a little out of whack. You don't seem to know which way is up. Yeah, we've only been together for like 10 episodes, so we don't really... <laughs> well, if that's what you call an episode, you've been through a lot together already, and you should already be working as a team. I mean, we've all had our own episodes, so it's still a very small <laughs> amount of episodes. <laughs> I mean, many of us fought as a team, did we not? I felt like we did pretty good. Cora and I were fighting, and all of the other people were fighting the other ones. Like, uh, do you know of ways that we can fight as a team better than that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I almost died once, and that's only once. <laughs> <laughs> well... I did say that loud noises would get rid of them, but... What do you think that Hadouken was? When did you say that? It was the loudest thing I've had. <laughs> True, he crafted that thing to death. <laughs> I forgot that we called it crafting. <laughs> it's very important to Dot. <laughs> Here's the truth of the matter. You all need to act as a team. If you're going to be out here all together trying to survive... It's not just a group of random people. You need to be a family. You need to be a team. It's dangerous out here. I still don't know what happened. Like, I was just woken up out of sleep and there were deer and we were killing them. All I know is that Simon was in danger. He's just right over there. We could go <laughs> and bring him back. What is he apologizing for? He's really sad. He's afraid he put the group in danger somehow. Well, Simon, you better get in here and explain yourself. Dude, quiet down. There could be more deer. Simon, it's okay. Are you sure? 
Yeah, I told you. He was just right back there. He never left. <laughs> oh, you were hiding behind that tree. Well, it was more of a fern. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I, Simon, I think the group just wants to know what's going on. We were all woken up out of a dead sleep. Uh, yeah, I know a little bit more than that, but not a lot. It's kind of a red blurry haze, but it's weird because so far on our journey, I just have not been hungry or thirsty at all. And then all at once, I just was overcome and and just couldn't think straight because of how thirsty I was. It was like I was watching a dream of myself go out into the woods and I felt a drive towards the deer and suddenly I was in incredible pain and then everything went dark and I woke up to battle at at Rook and Brood's feet and blood all over me. And I can only assume that the dream was real and this encounter was my fault. Well, thirsty? We, we got water skins if you're thirsty. I don't think that's what he drinks. Well, how do you mean? I mean? Did you see his teeth get all giant like that? Oh, I thought there was just like a cool weapon, like face blades. I mean, it was a very cool weapon. I agree with that. Like I've seen so, those used in the arena for like the more brawler type creatures, you know, but I didn't get a good look. I didn't realize. Do, do you know more about this? I mean, I don't really. I only know when I saw him drink the blood of the one orc guy at the very beginning. You drink blood of an orc guy? When was that? You didn't see him jump on the orc and like, and bite and ah, and then the orc died and he was dead on the ground. What? Yeah. Oh my god, Simon, are you okay? I think he has very specifically said he is not okay. (laughs) I think that summarizes my condition for sure. What are you then? I don't know. I think the proper term is bird person. I once was a proud Aarakocra, but I, I am fallen far from that now. As you say, I am hideous. Are you still thirsty? I. You could drink the blood of the deer. That's what I was thinking. That sounds so gross. Yeah, why don't you bite that thing? It's got lots of blood. It's oozing everywhere. I I mean... It's worth a try. Has anybody heard of that before? I mean, that sounds... At least part of me thinks that's super gross. Well, I had this friend once that did it to an orc just a couple of days ago. (laughs) And since that was you, I thought it might work. don't remember drinking blood from any dead bodies, though. I have a lot of blood to spare. It can't be that bad. Oh, uh, well, I know. Why don't you bite me? And I put my arm out. <laughs> this makes me very uncomfortable. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to help you stay alive. I don't know what to say. Uh, well, I guess if you have to bite someone, it better it's better to bite someone you know. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Except for not not mouseling. Uh, mouseling's blood is no good. 
I hack into the deer and start like cutting pieces off of it and like scooping out like a handful of blood. Simon, you seem like even unable to walk. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm just like pacing and like, like not like between a rock and a hard place. This doesn't like any of the options. About this time, Ren's, Ren flies back just kind of quietly and kind of settles down. Kind of where Simon is now on that side of the fire. I gently dip one of my fingers in the deer's blood. Just like kind of smell it. Like, oh, it does not smell good at all. I just can't bring myself to do it. Oh, this is so gross. This can't be the right Anna, no. Naru's been watching for a minute and he looks at Simon and says, all right, now look here. I know nothing about this need for blood or whatever else you've got going on. If survival is the goal. You need to start doing what you have to, to survive. If you have to drink blood to stay alive, Drink the blood, kid. <laughs> yeah, do what the random stranger says and drink someone's blood. I've let you be in my camp all night long, told, told you all kinds of information about Mantle, and you brought man-eating deer into my camp. We the least you can do they... is trust that I know what I'm doing. <laughs> we didn't Speaking know that of... they ate men. I'm sorry. Speaking of man-eating deer, though, do you know how to harvest the food out of these? No, I I do not eat murder. Oh, oh I might, and Hold I on. take the book and I throw it at Dot. <laughs> <laughs> Try and catch it. Well, we didn't bring the deer in. Simon did. Well, Good catch Dot. Are you part of a team or not? Because it doesn't matter who does it. The matter is, is that you all have to deal with it. I mean, I, I think we did, right? Like, they're dead, we're not. That's true. All right. Just know, Mantle is not a kind place. So you best hope that your streak continues of killing them and not dying yourself, I suppose. I appreciate that, Naru. If this is what the deer look like, I wonder what the bunny rabbits look like. Right? The beetles were mean as well. Yeah. You're right, Corball. This is my fault. The least I could do is try. And I just cl- cl- close my eyes. Now drink the blood. <laughs> <laughs> and put my finger in my mouth and, and taste the blood. And my face crinkles up and I immediately spit it out. <laughs> ah, ah, that's, nope, that didn't help. That was gross. It does seem as if I was wrong. Wait, you have to drink it. Like, you can't just touch it to your tongue. You gotta swallow it. No, I, I can't. I can't do it. It's Well, why don't you just <laughs> bite something then? There's just laying there. They can't get away. I mean, you were horrible at biting them up until the end there. Why don't you bite them now when they can't get away? That's the thing. I think they have to be alive. Oh, you are in all kinds of trouble then. There are horrible things out here, apparently. Did your big knife teeth not work? Are you still thirsty? I am. Hmm. Thinking about when I went out into the woods and first saw the deer and felt that draw to them, it was like I could feel their heartbeat. 
calling me and Hmm. now I feel nothing from them. There's no power in their blood. The the same experience I had as we were leaving Nephilim when I felt it from the orc, but not from any of you. But I do feel that pulse of life from Naru. Would Rook suspect anything here? I'm just fixing to tackle Simon if I need to. Uh, Naru does not look pleased at the very least. Yeah, I would I would step in front of Naru. I would say, though, we aren't supposed to bite our friends. And since Naru is one of our friends, I feel like that's not the good solution. I'm not proposing it is a solution. I am describing my experience and hoping that somebody can help me oh. understand myself which I do not. I am lost and scared. And I know that these dead creatures serve no benefit to me. And for whatever reason, neither do any of you. Dot, is there anything in the book about this? I would look through the book. What are you looking for specifically? Just anything about this kind of condition? Because it's a book about, like, creatures, and it's mostly about making stuff from them, but there might be something. I would be looking both for the deer and for anything to do with, like, blood-sucking anything. (laughs) Give me an intelligence check for each thing. So do the deer first. Okay, so nine for the deer, 18 for the vampire. For the deer, you find like a picture of something that looks vaguely like a deer, and it, it gives you the idea that you could like take the skin and ultimately tan it and turn it into leather. But it's not exactly a mer deer. For the for the blood sucking, hold on, let me look. While you're looking, Ren, give me that history check. Yeah, I was going to say, Ren would be scratching their head, just listening, taking things in at this point. So with the 18, you would find that there are types of creatures that do use blood as energy or as sustenance. But the book is mostly about how to use the parts of animals and monsters. So it doesn't really give you much more than like, this is a thing that has happened. I was looking at and found something about these murder things. Well, something kind of like a murder, but maybe we could use their skin. I mean, I don't know how to make leather, but it does talk a little bit about making leather. We could certainly try. Ren rolled but, a 14. But yeah, there's not much. Ren, thinking about what Simon's saying and maybe really looking at Simon for the very first time really carefully. Yeah. You re- Sorry, I took I took Dallin's line. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Ren, maybe looking at him really for the first time and seeing him for what he is, you remember something from not too long ago the last mission you went on and were paid to do by the sage was going to the temple of the cult of Rakdos and disturbing whatever was going on there that evening. As you're looking at Simon, you realize he looks exactly like the people that came pouring out of the temple when you made 
the big commotion outside. They all had pale skin, chiseled features, dark, swept back hair. He looks as though he is one of those people. And while you don't know a lot about the cult of Rakdos, you do very clearly realize that something has happened that made Simon look and act strangely from what he used to be. And he looks like what these cultists look like. Simon, I know you mentioned you wanted to be a singer and you joined the cult of Rakdos, is that correct? Simon looks super ashamed and embarrassed. Yes, that is correct. It's okay. We we all do things we aren't the most proud of. I know I have for sure. I don't know if this is helpful at all, but right before leaving... Nephilim, I I did a job for, for the sage and there was a party at the temple and I was tasked to make a commotion and, well, everyone there, all the people that ran out of the building during this commotion were similar to you. I know that's not really helpful. I'm Sorry, I don't have any more information, but I, it just just kind of came to me and I, I thought I'd share. So That was the last night that I was truly Arapakura. Thought that they were bringing me in to... It sounds so stupid now. So stupid. I thought they were giving me a, a part in some production. And I guess in a way they were, but in a much more nefarious way than I had ever dreamed. They bound me with this chain that still binds my arm in horrific ways. I don't know if I can yet talk about it. You don't need to. It's, it's okay. There was a man there. He was bigger than life. Just commanded the room. And near the end of this experience, he had fangs like mine, and he bit me. It was like suddenly all of my blood and my whole body screamed out like I was being burned from the inside out. It felt like I was melting, and I'm sure that you saw some of the worst of it. And now I look like this, more hideous and terrible than ever. You didn't know. It's not your fault. It's, I, it's those I, horrible, horrible people or that person that did this to you. I do know one thing. Go I ahead. never would have gotten out there if it wasn't for you. It was that same night where they came pouring out and I was left alone. I'm sure it was not their plan to do so. I would be truly a servant of darkness. Once again, I find myself in others' debt. And here I repay you by bringing death upon this group. And I just, I just slumped down. I didn't intentionally save you. Nor did you intentionally turn this way. I'll give you a minute. Naru looks at the group, maybe a little worried now that he's invited such a strange group to share his camp with him. I'll tell you what y'all need. You need someone who's been around a little bit longer than me knows a bit more 
I'm still pretty new as far as things are concerned around here, but... Are you several hundred years old? I am, but I've lived a very protected life in Hyperion. We didn't get out much. I don't know much about the world, but there are fleecen that know more than I do. They've traveled all over, and they have a lot of history that I don't have access to. Perhaps if you go to the Fleeson, they will have more information. They just recently had to move, so they're in a new location not far from here. If you get there fast enough, you might catch them before they have to move again. But they're elder there. They seem to know a lot. Maybe something about uh, blood drinking or magic boxes on sticks or fire-throwing mice or centaurs that aren't in the sun stallions, dwarves that work in stone, or a living fairy. They may have seen and know more. I think it might have to be your next stop. Do, do we need to leave now, or do you think we can stay the night? Well, you've already done stayed a whole night with me, but I would appreciate if you got the murderer out of here before you uh, left. Blood tends to draw in unpleasant things. No offense, he says to Simon. Simon is just kind of lost in his thoughts with his cloak wrapped around him tight. And it, it looks like he's muttering to himself, like arguing with himself. Oh, that's a healthy sign. <laughs> Hey, Naru, I think we're following your advice finally. Like, <laughs> digging into each other's past uncomfortably, that's what family does, right? Yeah, well, it's how you stay safe. If you know what Simon's weaknesses are, it is your job to fill in those spaces, just like anybody else in your team. So it does kind of seem whoever's keeping watch with Simon probably needs to also help watch Simon. <laughs> then when Simon finds out about y'all's weaknesses, he can help you. That's that's the beauty of a team. Speaking of food, <laughs> and I just go over to one of the deer and start to try and cut out whatever food I can get out of them. Hold on there, Dot. What? I, I... I got the knife like right at <laughs> skin. What? <laughs> there might be... A small thing I can actually be helpful with. If I had a knack for it with seeing what vitals were in that beetle, I, I might be able to do the same thing with these deer. Oh, that would be very cool. Mm -hmm. I would love how because I'm not the best at it, but I seem to be the one who likes food the most. The least I can try and do. Rook looks into his very rapidly emptying ration bag. <laughs> like, I, I'll... I'll I'll help you guys. Simon, if you want to take the lead, give me your survival check with advantage on hacking up Murdeer. Natural natural double 20. What? What? <laughs> I, wow. I, I told oh you I was God, this. That's amazing. I haven't seen that since Joe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. like, look at how all the veins work. Roll 2d6. Three. Out of two d six, you got a three. Sh shouldn't that be critical? So just automatically max. <laughs> it doesn't seem like uh, that double twenty should be. 
Yeah. I mean, we can say six. Let's just go with six. And then you add your wisdom modifier. Oh, okay. So 10. So you're able to pull 10 pounds of food out of the murder. Wow, guys, that's like one snack. <laughs> you, you eat a lot of food. That was well done, Simon. I have a lot to make up for. I appreciate that sentiment, Corball. I feel like we should go and get all of the meat from all the other deer, too. There's only three. How many more deer you want to go hunt? I mean, all three of them. <laughs> or was the ten out so of the... That was all three. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. So uh, a Clydesdale, which is what I'm basing Rook off of, eats 50 to 60 pounds of hay and drinks 30 gallons of water per day. I mean, we haven't decided that's what we need Rook to do. <laughs> Didn't we decide he was just double rations? So, <laughs> well, like, but are we spending the entire show just uh, like <laughs> feeding Rook, <laughs> harvesting food, and feeding Rook? <laughs> feeding Rook. No, I think we did decide. I just thought it'd be funny to look up. Uh, it, we did decide it was like double ration. Naru, where are the uh, the Freeman? Is that what you call them? Uh, the Fleeson. The Fleeson. They are to the south, last I checked. They got run out of their last camp by something undesirable, and so they've been setting up a new camp pretty close by. I don't know how you all feel, but I kind of plan on trying to go south anyway. I just want to help with whatever I can. How far do you think they are away, Naru? Depending on how fast you go, you could be there within a few hours. I try to stay close to the fleece and as they're the only other civilized race I know of out here. And should I need help, they're the only other people out here for me. Well, I, I think we should head south then to the fleece and uh, let Naru to his peace a bit, I guess. I agree. Let's... Hey, hey, Nagro, is there any other weird stuff around here that we should know about? I mean, we're kind of out here looking for special places. Special places? Like... I mean, he, he mentioned the temples. Oh, temples. He told me about the... There's some temples, and he told me there's, like, these magic burn spots. That's true. Yeah, there are burn spots it is the yeah the weird off of the wall like weird places we're also looking for those to see you know if it's safe to be out here i don't know exactly where things are like i said the fleece and get around a lot more than i do so perhaps they have some more exact locations okay but i mean as far as weird thing goes Sky's a limit. Who knows what you're going to run into, honestly. Well, if you do find a way to get down into our cave, the mouselings for sure will take you in. You can tell them that you're friends with me, and they will like your family already. Uh, I don't think old Houtland's going to let me in, even if I do find the cave, but I appreciate the set a bit, Doc. Yeah, you need to steer clear of him. <laughs> if you make it in, you got to like hide your way in. <laughs> Well, best of luck to you. Maybe we'll cross paths again sometime. Thank you for everything, Naru. I had a uh, great, uh, great time chatting with you around the fire. One last thing for you, Master uh, Nepheline. Yes. It's uh, brave of you to let me know, but I would keep your last name under your hat, especially around any dwarf folk you find out here in Murr. 
I'll I'll take note of that. Maybe just go by Corball and he gives you a wink. Thank you. Corball fire starter. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's what I would if I had just blown up a deer with fire, that's what I would change my last name to. Turn us out. Let's do it. You all head out with Naru watching you as you walk away. You move on through the trees for quite a while. It's fairly quiet. Still that dusky light that you are getting used to now with the sun not ever moving. Everybody, let's do a group perception check. Perception. Eight. That was on an 18 for so long before it went to a two. <laughs> That's a three. That's 16. Twelve. I also got an eight. I had to roll with disadvantage as I now have exhaustion level one. And everybody would notice that I, I look quite a bit more gaunt and frail than the, just even the day before. Do you want to ride? Sure. I pick him up and throw him on my back. And I just roll right off the back. <laughs> You're like, oh, ow. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> Last night you said that, didn't you say you could sense where the murder deer were? Yeah. Because you could, like, feel their blood? Yeah. Is there any way for you to try and, like, put out the homing beacon or whatever it is that you do and try and find more? Not murder deer, though. If you could find something smaller, that would be better. I can certainly try. <laughs> but you should probably like next time as you get up you stay on top of the back and you don't just fall I off. was not expecting that um, maybe I'll just stay down here for a minute <laughs> and I, I try and sense living creatures at disadvantage unfortunately 21 okay oh wow while Simon is looking, him and Corball would both come to the same conclusion fairly quickly as Corball sees a humanoid figure on top of a hastily constructed wooden tower not far away from where the group is at the same time that Simon would realize that there's something that close as well. Oh, no. there's a human on top of that hastily <laughs> constructed wooden tower. Probably go see who they are. <laughs> see if they are friend or if they are blood. <laughs> Do we need to like put our hands up to show that we don't have any <laughs> weapons? We're not dangerous. I, I mean, both of those are false. I, yeah, it depends on if they watch the battle. I think I want to hang back a little bit. So we don't assume that these are bad people. <laughs> not currently. No. Hello there, friend. Oh, God, we're just going right up. Jesus. Hello. I'm just walking and my, raising my hand. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Strategy. <laughs> and you hear a voice come back. Hey, who that down there? What do you what, what do you think you're doing walking up on the camp like this? I, you're not invited? Oh, well, I mean, that we would very much love to be invited. That's why I was saying hello. Uh, you see this figure stumbling around. It takes him an embarrassing long time to get down off of the scaffolding. I think we're going to be fine, guys. You can see that it is a fleecen. 
as described to you. They are like satyrs, but instead of half goat, they are half sheep. Are we still covered in blood and viscera from our last encounter with the murderer? <laughs> I use prestidigitation to clean us up real quick. Oh, good job. <laughs> as he stumbles down. <laughs> <laughs> as he's making his way to you, Kor realizes that you look horrendous and does a little damage control. So, give you a quick description of a fleecen. They, like I said, are more half sheep than half goat. They have, this one especially in particular, has very big bushy amounts of fleece making it so you can't even see his eyes. He's probably a terrible lookout because he cannot really see through all of this fleece that he currently has. The skin areas that you can see are kind of a bluish purplish hue they walk upright on their hooves and the men appear to have horns at least this one that you're meeting does so the fleecen comes up to you constantly pushing his fleece out of his eyes as he's trying to get to you they what kind of crazy circus is this walking through the walking through murder today? I we didn't order no entertainment. Oh, you want entertainment? And I just pull out my loot and I start playing all all dogs go to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Which we now have a rendition of. <laughs> <laughs> the fleecen, unlike everybody else, looks a little dumbfounded by this. Hey, uh, yeah, that's a real great, you little flying person. Uh, but uh, no, we did not ask for any music today, all right? Oh, I, I am so sorry. I, I thought you asked for entertainment. My bad. I don't have the best of hearing. And I just gotta go. I'll tuck away now. What are you doing here? That's the question. We were sent here from one of your other friends because we understand that you know more about the area. And we were just trying to come and say hello. In a panicked whisper, say to Rook, uh, I am getting a massive heartbeat from this guy. And I might attack him at any moment. Maybe you should give some distance. That's a good idea, Dot. So I hug Simon and then back away. Okay. I'm doing this because I love you. Sorry, our friend is hurting and he just he gets headaches when he's around <laughs> other people sometimes. But yeah, we're here because we would like to be friends. Oh, one thing that we just did and we heard that you like this spot. There's a cave with water. And it had a big old fish in it, but we killed and will one of these nights eat that fish. And now you can drink out of the water and gather water. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you guys got the water cave safe. Hey, that's nice. I I went there once and I, if you can't tell, I can't really see, but uh, I could tell there was something bad in that water. So I backed off. But it's nice to know that you guys got rid of whatever was in there. Yeah, and it, it is very difficult to see with such fabulous hair, I must say. I love your wide array, your wide array of accents, too. You must be a well-traveled people. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've got the one accent. You maybe want to clear out your ears, you big green galoot, okay? So, sorry, I've, I got the one. I have furry ears. <laughs> He's far away. He can only barely hear you anyway. What? So look. Here's the deal. 
we just got here, all right? We just barely moved into this camp, as you can tell by this rickety tower I've been standing on. And we're having all kinds of problems because we had to move so quickly. I can't guarantee that we're all ready for visitors yet, but you're welcome to come into camp and maybe, I don't know, maybe if you go around and help some of the fleecings out, maybe uh, you get a little better. You get you get a little bit more of a friendship going. Maybe there's a, there's a little simpatico going back and forth kind of thing. I mean, for sure. We, we could help you out around the camp a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Question, though. Do you guys happen to have any, like, livestock or anything? Livestock? No. Is alive that could be food? We don't, we don't eat living things. That has to be a horribly offensive question. <laughs> I, I very specifically did not say sheep. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, we don't eat living things here. So if, you, if you're coming in here to chew on some things, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. No, I mean, I brought my own food, but just it would be a, a good trade to get something like that. We don't eat animals here. Oh. I mean, but, that's a good uh, thing. He keeps on pushing his fleece out of his eyes, and he's like, look, I'll tell you what would make me like you more. If we cleaned out that water hole for you? Well, you got the water, which I appreciate. But the Shira here, he, for whatever reason, is out of commission. And so I've got all this crazy hair going on, and I can't see nothing. So maybe while you're wandering through the camp, maybe you can talk to him and try to get uh, him back on uh, the Sheeran so that I can see. It's, it's kind of dangerous out here not being able to see. Uh, I could help you with seeing. I can sew a bit and I have some scissors and things. Uh, I like to put together my clothing, if you could tell. I could at least get you a little, you know, a little cut to get by. It won't necessarily look the prettiest but are you suggesting i let a stranger cut my hair i just met you you just walked out of the woods and you want to come at my face with sharp oh, things i hear you i hear you okay he um, does they, yeah they do but want to do that yep. well look if you can get baja to do uh to do his job i'd appreciate it we can sure do what we can yeah for sure just let him know Bafight let you in but uh, you got to hold your weight. You got to do some things Ex or else uh, I'm going to get in trouble. Wh what was your name again? Oh, I forget. Uh, ba Fight is my name. Ba Fight. And what was your friend's name again? You're looking for Ba Hop. Uh, if you don't know Fleeson, all us dudes, our name starts with Ba. I don't know why someone thought it was clever. So, Ba Fight. Shira's name's Bahop. Someone was right. <laughs> Do you need help with the tower? I'm a bit of a carpenter. I can... I would love some help with the tower if you can get the lumber lady to get me some more wood. Okay. She's been having issues all day. What is her name? Her name's... You got it. No, I don't got it yet. No, that's it. You got no, it. No, I don't got it. I don't know what you're saying. I absolutely hate these people already. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. This is great. Corbal is going to go sideways and just murder everybody. Who is on first? Right now, it would not be hard to convince Simon to be a part of that. Simon's for sure going to. <laughs> so, 
here's how this is going to work. The fleece and camp is going to be set up a little differently. You guys right now are considered strangers in the camp. The more assistance and things you can do will sway the camp more to see you as more of a friend. And the more assistance and friendly you can make the camp towards you, the more information that you're going to be able to get eventually. So murdering one of them is probably on the bad side. Terrible idea. Probably, yeah. Murdering all of them, though, we own the camp. <laughs> well, I mean, what if we, like, really hide the body? How many good things would we have to do to balance out one murder, per se? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if someone let's min max the fleece in camp. <laughs> Is that a fleece and leg you have in your backpack? <laughs> it's like a bloody leg hanging out of Simon's backpack. Well, we we know two things we could help with, right? Like the shearer and the lumber provider. You got it. Yeah, she needs help, I think. No, we don't got it yet. What is her name? <laughs> That's what I was saying. He doesn't want to tell us. All right, let me explain it again. Us dudes, all our names start with Ba. Ba fight, Ba hop. All the ladies, their name starts with you. So it's you got it. She's uh, she's the lumber lady. Her name is literally you got it. E-W-E, got it. I you got it. I don't really know how to spell, but okay. I mean, that, that yeah. <laughs> I think I do got it. What language is that? <laughs> <laughs> It's fleecing. Get into it, all right? These are the best names ever. I love this. We'll see if you agree with that after going through this whole town. I just love how bar fight is obviously bar fight. <laughs> with the yeah, accent. It's a bar fight, yeah. <laughs> like Bostonian or New York exactly. accent. <laughs> it's perfect. We're going to go into the bar. So, bar fight says, hey, my camp is your camp, so uh, go help. I, I think the fleecing would appreciate it. We've had a rough couple days moving here. Where did you say the bah hoop was? <laughs> the bah hop? The, the one that cuts the hair. Oh, bah hop. Yeah, the shearer. He's on the other side of camp. He's got like a uh, like a big open air tent so that all the, uh, the hair doesn't like build up while you're there. Let's go find the sheriff or the sh shearer. Shearer. Should we split up and, and help out different people? Yeah, I was thinking I could find the lumberyard. Yeah, splitting up seems... I guess I can go alone, that's okay. No, I'll go with you, Crowball. Rook seems pretty burly to carry lumber and help out with that. Well, while he's pinning Simon? Yeah, lumber seems far away from sheep. <laughs> Simon, can you not control yourself? Oh, I'll hold on to him. How much blood do you have to drink, I wonder? I'm saying this outside of earshot of the other guy. Does anybody in the village need help with biting? <laughs> Ooh, maybe if there's sick people, they want to have their blood drawn so that they can get better. Do you guys have doctors here? He's going to kill them if they... No, it's, it doesn't. When you get the fever, that's how you get rid of it, right? You pull out some of the blood so that your fever goes away. Yeah, I, I don't know, Dot. That sounds very antiquated. I don't know that that's up with modern science. I mean, I don't know what science is, but... Does modern science exist in a world with magic? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this science word is, but that's what my mom always did. Have they upgraded to leeches? <laughs> exactly, yeah. The leeches yeah. that are down in the cave, down in the water. Yeah. I mean, that's what she always did. Ugh. Made the fever go away. So, the camp, the fleece in camp is very new 
you can tell that it's been haphazardly put together. They've just recently settled in this specific area. The Fleecen are kind of wandering around trying to get things done. They seem a little frazzled like you are when you just move into a new place. So you guys kind of have free run of the camp to choose where you're going. Just know that actions and help and the opposite of help will definitely affect your results of being here with the Fleecen. So Corb is going to, you got it, to go find lumber. Yes. With Rook and Brood and Simon. Yeah. And then I'm going to go find Barhoop. And I'll go with you, Dot. Ren, you're coming with me? Yeah, this will be great. Let's go see if we can get him to cut the hair or fleece. I don't know if they call it hair. Maybe I was offensive. Well, we can always ask. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we're splitting up. I mean, I assume Simon is just on Rook's back shivering. Yeah. Simon, are you <laughs> going with me to get lumber? Until someone takes me off of you. <laughs> I mean, you have free will, so <laughs> just... It sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> Free will is a lot of work. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with Dot and Ren. You guys are heading into town. You pass a stall that looks like it's some sort of makeshift store. You're heading towards the, a large bonfire in the middle of this town. There are a couple people standing around the bonfire as you get to the center of town. To hello, friends. We we are looking for the person who shears the. I think his name is Barhoop Bahop. or Bar Fight. No, Baha Baha <laughs> One of the males standing there turns. Oh, visitors. Uh, yeah, you you all look like you could use a shear. Um, Bahop is uh, over there, I believe, in the southwest. Random question for you, though. Yeah. Do either one of you happen to play the lute? What? Yes, uh, I, I do. Oh, yeah. Ren does very well. Oh, oh, oh. And he starts elbowing the female fleecing next to him. Kate, hey, you rock. This here uh, flying, talking bug here. They say that they can play the lute. And... The one called Urok turns and says, oh my gosh, this would be so helpful. Look, I'm Urok, and this is my band, the Black Sheep, and we just moved in here, and everyone's in such a foul mood that we were gonna, we were gonna, like, uh -huh, perform yeah. and, like, give them a show, you know what I mean? Oh, it really can, I know. This is gonna be so good. I'm gonna set this forest on fire. <laughs> 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 the problem is two of our bandmates they uh they sort of died that's terrible it really is we miss them honestly but we figure music is a good way to heal but we're down a loop player and we're down a singer so if either one of you's got those kind of skills we'd appreciate it let me tell you what ren is one of the best loop players and singers that i have ever seen Oh, nice. Or heard. Well, I don't... Ren, you said your name was? Ren? Yes, my name's my name's Ren, yes. Nice. We're, we're gonna do, like, a show yeah. later. You meet us back here, yeah? And, and, and we'll go over chords? Yeah, are we gonna practice a little bit first and just make sure we're a little bit on the same page? 
Yeah, yeah. If you got time to sit here and play, let's play. Dot, do you want to go talk to Bahup and I can practice with these folks? Or I could. Or do you I, want I just, me to come with you? I need to remember, it's Bahup. Bahup. And I keep Bahup. Uh, yes, I can I can try and remember. I, y'all, uh, I'm going to go with him <laughs> and I'm going to make sure he gets to where he's going. And then I'll come back here and I'll meet up with y'all. Yeah, because I'd like to listen to you guys practice. Oh, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on back. We'll be here. I'll be back in a jiff, okay? Oh, yeah, we're good. You rocking the black sheep and, and Ren, the, the flying bug person. Yeah, we, we're going to kill it tonight. Is the whole band named You Rockin' the Black Sheep, or is it just Black Sheep? No, no, my name's my name's You Rock. Yeah. And uh, this is Ba Graf, and this is Ba Table. God, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't actually hate you. I love you, but damn. This is amazing. It's... Those are the band members? It's funny. It's not Come like on. We just had a real the serious moment. He's a fan. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Hey, there's some great mathematical music out there. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, he used to do math, and then he found out music was <laughs> his real true. calling. And you can't you can't run away from your true calling. <laughs> okay, that's true. All right, we'll end there then for the night, guys. Thanks for listening to the Seven Bones podcast. We know there are many like it, and we appreciate that you took the time to listen to ours. If you'd like, you can contact us using the email address bones at sevenbonespodcast.com. And that's with the number seven. So the number seven bonespodcast.com. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time.